Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Welcome today to Colorado Business Roundtable's podcast, Profits and Purpose. And I'm so excited today to welcome Lynn Granger to the show. She is the executive director of API Colorado. Welcome, Lynn. Thanks for having me, Debbie. You bet. And full disclosure for people who might not know, I feel like my friends in the oil and natural gas industry are just that, friends. You know, I've definitely got a point of view about your industry, Lynn, and have worked in it myself for many years. And so uh, it's really wonderful to talk about the issues that your, your industry is facing today. Yes, and there are many, unfortunately. <laughs> well, before we jump into that, I know as we both are thinking through it, I know a lot about your background and, and some of the things I especially like is you're a Cherry Creek High School grad. You're a local local young lady and a little bit about your professional journey, but tell the folks listening today a little bit about what you what you did after Cherry Creek High School and a little bit more about your journey that brought you to where you are today. Sure. Well, first, I appreciate the young comment. So thanks for that. Yeah, sure. So Colorado native, um, went to Cherry Creek, graduated, uh, ended up joining the Army right out of high school. I want to say it was a planned decision, but it wasn't really. I'm just a little impatient, kind of knew what I wanted to do. And that was journalism and, you know, happened to speak to a recruiter one day and thought, shoot, that sounds good. Let me sign up for that. <laughs> so um I ended up joining the Army, uh, went to basic training. Um, my first duty station was in South Korea. Um, so I headed there at the ripe age of 18. Just had amazing experiences and a ton of just opportunity with the military um, to just get very well-rounded um, in my skill set. And so did a lot of um, transition from journalism to uh, just strategic communications, media relations, loved it. Um, spent some time in Germany as well. And, you know, finally decided it was maybe time to come come back to the U.S. to live after almost a decade. And um, I've got two boys who are uh, 14 and one that just turned six and just wanted to be close. <laughs> There's him right now. Uh, just wanted to be closer to the family. And I love Colorado, love this state, um, wanted to raise my boys here. And so moved back about five years ago. It just, again, had a great opportunity to uh, work for the state for a little while with the Department of Revenue, also again in communications. And then after about, I don't know, 12 year, 12 to 15 years of just communications, I thought I was ready for a new challenge and something a little different and moved over uh, to be the COO for Colorado Concern, which was just an amazing opportunity to work on a lot of different business policy issues in the state, one being uh, oil and gas uh, during my time with Concern. And then this position opened up and it, it just worked out really well. And I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm so honored to represent this industry. Um, it's just full of just amazing people. And here I am. Well, and it was so impactful to work with you back when you were at Colorado Concern. We did some work together, specifically on oil and natural gas issues and what Colorado was facing at the time in terms of ballot initiatives. Mm -hmm. And so when you were tapped for this role, I thought it was just really perfect. You had a broad-based business background. In some ways, probably your military experience was such good training to be involved in controversial issues or issues that are kind of tough. Like you have to be a tough person to 
work on issues that not everybody agrees with you. How do you see yourself in that light? Like as far as talking to people who maybe don't always agree on issues. So it is, it's, it is very challenging and this is a very, um, can be a very emotional issue for some folks. Um, and so what I really like to focus on is one, you know, I always want to come to the table with all stakeholders and hear all sides and see if we can get to consensus on some of these items and just, you know, make sure we're listening right to the concerns that are happening. Because I think what has happened in this industry for a very long time um, is, you know, health, safety, and environment have always been a priority here and the continuous just technology and innovations around all that have been going on for decades, but we haven't done a great job of talking about it. Um, And I think it really, it's just a lack of education that, that scares some people, right? When they, when they talk about or hear about oil and gas operations happening across the state. And so uh, definitely a focus on the education piece and coming in and making sure we're providing information to folks, letting them know exactly here, we already are focused on these things and here's what we're doing in those areas as well has been um, one of my priorities. Um, Again, without having the industry background, I just working on, you know, things like 112, I was so impressed, you know, having the opportunity to go out into the field and take tours and see all the technology and hear from all these operators, everything they're doing was just, it was mind blowing and it was incredibly impressive. Again, having the conversations, talking to stakeholders, but then remembering we we need to be making decisions based off of science and facts um, and not necessarily emotions, which I think can be challenging sometimes. It can be. Yeah. And I feel like I have that same background, Lynn, where when I was able to go out on a site tour and sometimes take other people out, whether they were elected leaders or leaders of organizations, you know, because I didn't come from a technical background either in oil and gas, I have this just natural curiosity. So I wanted to ask the questions of the engineers or ask the questions of the folks on the ground to work on environmental, you know, reclamation, for example. And I was just really, really curious. So I think you can bring what you bring to the position you're in is sort of this curiosity and an understanding that there are those legitimate questions and then helping people come to find out the answers to those. You know, it sounds so simple, but then when you throw in all the other all the other dynamics, but I know that's really part of the mission of API Colorado is to help bring that education, I think, to the regular citizen who's curious absolutely. about the process. Yes, absolutely. That has been definitely a main focus. And I think it's, it's just super important. You know, when we're really focusing on education like youth. We were very involved in STEM programs and um, we're working on like a college campus plan right now to, you know, provide that information and education as well, because it's just vital for us now and in the future. Absolutely. Well, one one group of people that you're probably constantly trying to communicate with, are, of course, are legislators because they have such an impact on the ability for the business to grow and thrive. And and folks need to understand, I mean, you do more than anybody, how many people are affected by the oil and natural gas industry in terms of workers in Colorado and economic impacts. And, you know, in, in light of that, tell us a little bit about the legislative session, this past session and how your work is with elected leaders down at the state capitol. So obviously a very unusual session across the <laughs> Very <board>. unusual. <laughs> I think it'll go down in history, won't it? It was very yeah. strange. 
Yeah, absolutely. Again, comparatively, I think to 2019, um, you know, uh, somewhat quiet for us this session, but still, you know, we saw um, a number of, of uh, natural gas and oil related um, pieces of legislation that were introduced. Um, ultimately, um, we had just one um, bill that we were very involved with um, end up passing, you know, when they kind of came back into session for this last few weeks. Um, which we were happy with. We found, you know, working with it was the um, majority leader, um, Senator Fenberg's bill and the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. And we were able to work with both of them um, very well to get to um, a bill that, again, in the end, we weren't um, supportive of, um, but we felt like we had a lot of compromise on and we got to a much better place than um, where it was introduced. But I think we're still you know, seeing a lot of bills even after 181 that are trying to address um, issues or problems that don't necessarily exist. And so that's kind of where we're really wanting to work again um, with legislators to, to just have conversations, provide as much education and information as we can um, so that hopefully we can have, again, just reasonable data-driven, science-driven discussions when it comes to legislation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it is interesting that the legislature plays such a pivotal role in how people want to look ahead at the future of the oil and natural gas industry here. Mm -hmm. But then you also have these regulatory challenges that are more ongoing. At least the legislative session has closed the door for this particular chapter and you can take a take a deep breath until the next one. But tell us what's going on in the current regulatory scene and what you're working on as, as far as API Colorado. What's top of mind? Sure. So we've got um, a what we're dubbing kind of this mega rulemaking that was actually supposed to occur in May and June of this year. Um, luckily, the commission staff um, and the commission, the volunteer commission decided um, just with everything going on that it would be better to push that rulemaking. So that will now happen at the end of August and go into September. Um, so we were thankful for that. Certainly um, with everything going on, it, it was the right move at the time. Um, so uh, as we, you know, got right out of session, we're rolling into, you know, just getting prepared for this mega rulemaking, which will really essentially open up almost every regulation that we've got on the books over at the COGCC, which is a lot. Wow. I didn't realize it was that comprehensive, that it's, it everything's opened up. Pretty much. Yeah. Almost every rule series is opened up. And so it will, it will definitely be, you know, a mega rulemaking for us. And um, I'm also excited and happy. We just had an announcement this week of our out of Senate Bill 181, um, the establishment of a professionalized full-time commission over at COGCC. And those folks will be seated next week on July 1st. And again, we were proponents of that. Uh, we think it's very important for, you know, those regulators to be full-time because our industry is so technical and it's very complicated. And, you know, the ability for these folks to be full-time and really not just scratch the surface, but dig in real deep on these issues, um, I think is very important. So I'm also happy that this rulemaking will occur with the professional commission as well. Yeah, that's great news because I think you and I both know, you know, rules have consequences. I've never seen the oil and natural gas industry not want reasonable rules. In fact, you know, people are so shocked when they actually realize how regulated the industry is. And the amount of innovation that's actually happening on its own within the industry is astounding. But when you put in a rule that doesn't 
match science, perhaps, you know, it can have just a devastating effect on the ability for a company to grow and thrive in Colorado with perhaps no real reason, you know, no reason for the rule. So um, count on Colorado Business Roundtable to continue to be partners with API on some of these issues, Lynn, as you like, loop us in so that our partners can be aware of um, how we can play a role, whether it's testifying or um, shining some light on the economic impact, of course, that the industry has in Colorado and how we can how we can play a role. I appreciate that. I do think that's incredibly important. You know, Debbie, as you um, are very aware, you know, this it's not when things happen to the oil and natural gas industry, it doesn't just affect our industry. It, it really affects, you know, the economy and, and the industries across the board. So I really appreciate that. Um, and we will definitely do that. Yeah, you bet. And I always, we talk a lot about how interconnected the business community is and not just the business community. When a business thrives, it really is about people. So that's no different for your industry. You know, there's an interconnectivity to all of us. And, and that kind of goes into line with what I want to ask you about next. I know, um, you know, when I think of the faces of the people who work in oil and oil and natural gas, like you and your team and people at different companies that I know, you know, you really see where their heart is, what they care about. And I know that that you've been spearheading some specific initiatives for API Colorado, in particularly around the LGBTQ community and what you're doing for Pride. Can you tell us more about what you have going currently in that respect? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and we're we're really um, you know proud of our support and involvement. Uh, actually, uh, later today I'll be hosting the fifth annual uh, Pride and Energy panel, which is amazing. Um, just brings together a good group of folks, and we have tough discussions about you know LGBTQ community and the energy industry and um, the challenges and kind of where we've been, where we're at today, and and where we need to improve upon um, continuously. And I think you know with the Black Lives Matter movement right now as well. Well, these conversations are, are vital and not just for our industry, but industries across the board. And I think it's super important to have the tough conversations and to really take a good, solid look, evaluate, you know, where we're at and the efforts that have been made, but know that it's a long road, you know, to get to equality, um, real equality for everyone. Um, so we're super excited. We partner with One Colorado um, usually we would, you know, be out at the pink party and the pride parade and all those, of course, fun events that um, were virtual this year, um, as will our panel be this afternoon. But we really excited to to partner um, again with One Colorado and, and be part of these events. And, and our main focus now is just making sure it's a year round conversation, not just during Pride Month and the month of June, but that we're really discussing these things and, you know, taking action um, year round. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like you're not just listening and learning, you're leaning in fully into how can the employees in your industry be more involved, to be present, you know, and be a part of change as well. And it's really great that you're helping to spearhead that for API Colorado on behalf of all of your member companies. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. And people, I, I can see you on the interview. Folks can't see you, but I know you, you've got a special shirt on perhaps for your pride shirt. <laughs> I know through the the wonders of audio they can't see it but uh looks like you're ready to roll for your for your next event. Lynn Granger, Executive Director of API Colorado. Appreciate your time today and what you've shared with us and especially for our members who represent a broad-based business community, it's important for them to know what's going on with the oil and natural gas industry still representing an incredibly large segment of our revenue, not only in taxes, but in terms of what we pay out in salaries and what um, the economic impact for Colorado. So 
I know that you represent a really vital interest for our state and not only economically, but with all the work you're doing on the ground as well, philanthropically. So um, Lynn, if people want more information, what's, what's your website if they wanna help join in in what you're up to? Sure, so api.org. Okay, easy enough. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks again, Lynn, and we look forward to the continued partnership. And uh, thanks everyone for joining us today for the Colorado Business Roundtable podcast, Profits and Purpose. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.